The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. What were you born to do? Who were you created to be? Actress Lisa Lloyd spent years chasing after her own fame. Now she wants to see us step into the role God designed. On the way to an audition one day, um, I was nervous, I was anxious, I was one of those crazy actors, you know, saying their lines in the car, talking to themselves, look like they're talking to themselves. And the Lord whispered to me, He said, Lisa, I need you to go to this audition and be more concerned about making me famous than yourself. Robertson, Betty and I welcome you to life today. We are often uh, speaking with uh, authors and speakers, and uh, this title is interesting, Chasing Famous. I think a lot of people do chase it. I don't know how many people catch it. <laughs> they may get famous in the wrong way, infamous, a lot of them. Uh, and, and you know, she may actually tell us, Lisa may say that maybe she could have been there, but the, the subheading is interesting, living the life you've always auditioned for, but most people who audition for it never find it. Would you welcome the author of Chasing Famous, Lisa Lloyd, to life today? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I, I, want you to cover, I want you to cover some ground because you've had an interesting journey. And uh, you had a painful experience that is uh, very much, let's say, discussed, mm -hmm. and that is abortion. Mm -hmm. And you, you had an abortion mm -hmm. where we're going to touch on that and what all went on and everyone needs to hear uh, and, and we can learn. But you had a very interesting journey that even led to that point. Tell us about it. I did. Yes, I w was six years old and I came to Christ. So I've known the Lord for quite a long time. And but like so many young girls, I wanted to be loved. And so rather than running to the Lord um, as a teenage gal, I ran to um, young men mm. and gave up my virginity when I was 15 years old. And then um, as a Christian, continued in that lifestyle. Um, and then when I was 18 years old, um, I found out that I was, I was pregnant. And it was very scary. When they say crisis pregnancy, that's exactly what they, they mean. I was in... I was in a crisis and I didn't know who to run to. I didn't know what to do. Um, so I ran where I felt safe at the time and that was to Planned Parenthood. Um, I was given my options, but because I was so terrified, um, I decided that I was going to have an abortion. And so I went to the clinic and um, the Lord through all of this was passionately pursuing me, you know, as he does with us. And he wasn't going to give up on me. And so I was at the clinic. I drove up in my mom's van, had a Christian ichthus on the back. And a calm protester uh, stopped me and pleaded with me saying, you know, please don't do this. God is crazy about you. Let us help you. Um, but I, it was like the Holy Spirit almost just kind of coming out of my chest, what I knew was happening within me and pleading with me right in front of me. And I, um, I ignored the Holy Spirit in that and went inside, 
found out I was too early to have an abortion and had to leave. Um, so the Lord was just passionately pursuing me in this. And um, I decided, though, to go back and have, have the procedure. But um, as God does, he, he wasn't going to give up. And um, when I was speaking with a friend a couple months later, she reminded me of God's great love for me. And the Lord in that moment just reached down into my heart. Um, she had been talking to me for years, but I kind of just ignored her. And um, I, I, I listened, though, this time. And she reminded me of God's love for me and that he was crazy about me and had big plans. But God couldn't do that with me unless I, I, I turned back to him. And so in that moment, I, I asked the Lord if we could just start over. So can we just start this whole thing again? I know what I've done. I screwed up, but I know you're crazy about me. You love me. So let's do this again. And um, I've, I've, never, I've never been the same. One thing that I know I did um, in all of that, now looking back, is I really pushed down a lot of emotions. I didn't feel a lot. I didn't, um, I refused to feel anything connected to this baby, you know? Um, and I, I didn't want to feel anything because I think that if I had allowed myself to feel, I would have chosen differently, right? Mm -hmm. Especially when you've got the Holy Spirit just not letting you go. Um, but 10 years later, I went through some post-abortion counseling. I was, pretty, um, I was pretty reluctant to do so because I knew I'd been forgiven. Um, I didn't know why I needed counseling, but I went anyway. And... In that counseling, um, God began to unearth all of these feelings that I had just stuffed down. Um, he helped me see the gravity of what I had done. And because I saw the gravity of what I had done in light of a holy God, I mean, it just caused me to see God in a, the, the, his grace all the more, you know. And in this study, I gave personhood to this little gal. And he showed me that she was a female and that her name was Christine. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was beautiful. And I'll never forget when in the, on, on the last day of this post-abortion counseling, we dedicated our child to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting in my seat and Christine's name was called. And I stood up and I put my rose on the altar and I picked up her certificate of life. And I, I sat back down and I, I just cried grateful tears at our God, you know, all that he had done and all that he had freed me from, you know. Um, and I, I sat there and though my eyes were closed, I could, I saw a picture in my mind and it was a little girl with dark brown hair, about 10 years old. And she, I couldn't see her face, but I could see her from the back. And she had this white dress on and it went right past her knees, very vivid picture. And we're, I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm seeing this picture and she reaches up her left hand and Jesus takes her little hand in his. And together he walks and she skips and they disappeared. And the Lord said to me in that moment, he said, Lisa, I've got her. <laughs> I've got her. And he has since said to me, now I want you to go and make me famous. 
<laughs> and that's, that's what I believe we are here to do. You know, we are here, we are purposed. God put us here, he still has us here for his great glory and his great fame. No matter what we've been through, no matter what we've done, no matter how, how awful we think of ourselves, no matter the shame we believe, the lies we believe, God wants to use that for his glory. You know, I think oftentimes we believe, we believe this lie that we need to keep our sin, though we've been forgiven, we need to keep it shut up in a closet. And, and in that closet, in that dark, because we're not talking about it, the enemy tells us lies. Yeah. But it's when, we, it's when we open the closet door to our sin and we begin to speak about it, we begin to talk about it, that the enemy loses his grip on us. You know, we allow the light of God to shine down on our sin. And now Satan's like, what do I do with that? You know, what do I do? Like, I can't, I can't. She's, she's glorifying God. She's making God famous with what the enemy meant for our destruction. God wants to use for his fame. And so I think that when we begin to speak about our sin, we begin to talk about what God has done. Um, we, we also, I think, set other people free too, right? Because they get the bravery that they need to share their story. And then that person shares their story and then they set people free and it just goes on and on as God is greatly glorified and greatly made famous. And, and, uh, and he's, he's pleased with that. And we live into our purpose. We, this life that we've auditioned for is now purposeful. Well, I feel like just listening to your testimony, something really beautiful about it is you didn't feel like God loved you any less for what you had done, what the turn your life had taken. That's exactly right. But he brought you back to, and he convicted you of what you had done, but yet he, he brought conviction and then deliverance from that and, and redemption from it. So I think that's the beautiful thing. People need to know God doesn't love us any less for the trials right. that we go through. That's exactly right. He, he that, that's, that's the cross, right? Like mm -hmm. the cross is for that. And I think when, if we compare God to people, you know, then yeah. we might be disappointed in God, right? Or we yeah. might think that God's disappointed in us, but God doesn't operate like that. God operates with, with, he, he loves us regardless, right? right? There's, there's nothing we have done that is too far gone for God and that he wants to, to use it and right. um, it's beautiful. And I think when you're vulnerable and you're open about the situation, it does open up other people, their heart and their ability to be open mm -hmm. and honest when, mm -hmm. we, when we get honest. You, it's interesting that, that the title implies chasing famous. Here it sounds like you are on a great pursuit to make him famous. But the implication is and you're, you're an actress and uh, you do those roles. I get the impression the title you also were implying though that you were chasing some things that were not fulfilling before following him and wanting to make mm. him famous mm. became what you were actually looking for. The one that the life you really desired and auditioned for. Right. Did you waste time chasing famous? Well, I, I, I did. I spent quite a long time as an actress even after all of this had happened desiring my own fame, chasing after that fame, um, wanting the, the paycheck, but also wanting the, hey, we saw you on TV, you know, <laughs> um, and, and, and a pat patting myself on the back and thinking I was all that, yeah. you know. Um, but on the way to an audition one day, um, I was nervous, I was anxious, I was one of those crazy actors, you know, saying their lines in the car, talking to themselves, look like they're talking to themselves. 
And the Lord whispered to me, he said, Lisa, I need you to go to this audition and be more concerned about making me famous than yourself. And that moment just changed. It changed everything for me. It changed the way I pursued auditions, the way I pursued time on set. And it's kind of like that, that white Jeep theory, or for me, like the minivan theory. You know, you go to buy a minivan for the first time, and then all you see are minivans all over the place, you know? <laughs> and, and so it's this idea of making God famous is something that I saw all over scripture. It, it, was, it was everywhere. It's, it's the point of so much of what God has done and has called us to do is to make him famous. And not just in our professions, you know, no matter, and no matter who we are, right? Whether we, we're on TV or we're, we stay at home with our kids or we're a CEO of a company, like everything. We, God wants to be made famous in everything. It's in the everyday things that we can make him famous, in, the, in our talents that he's given us, um, in the sharing of our stories, um, exposing the, the stuff that we've done. Um, God wants to be glorified, and, and um, it's, it, it gives us great purpose when we do that. Well, you know, you just had a meal with Betty and with me and with Kevin Sorbo and his wife, Sam. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he is famous, and yet he doesn't appear to be chasing that kind of fame. Right. Didn't you find him and his wife, Sam, who will be talking to us about uh, really what it is to find life and uh, to s- see and discover light in life, you, you saw people who were excited about making Jesus famous. They, right. were, they were captivated by Jesus. Did you see that? I did. I saw that. It's I thought, refreshing, it's, isn't a, it? it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And I think we have a great responsibility as actors in this business to be that light. You know, whether we're in Christian, we're doing Christian work, or whether we're doing secular work, that, that God has placed us. Um, Kevin and Sam and myself, although, you know, they are famous and I can't compare myself, but, um, but whenever we go on set to, to be a light, to, to how can I, Lord, how can I in this moment glorify you? How can I um, talk with these people about themselves, right? How can I die to me and live for you? How can I not be concerned about me and the glorification of me and the satisfaction of me? How can I live for you? In this. So God, help me be sensitive to that because I don't think there's a prescriptive, but Lord, help me to be sensitive to what you're doing and, and where you're at work. And I want to join you there. So if there's a conversation I get to have or, or a makeup artist or a crew member or a guy working camera that I get to talk with, um, that's what's important. It's not about me. It's all and about God. that's what it should be for all of us. That's, that's exactly Just right. like you said earlier, in the home. That's in right. In front of your children and your family, when you walk out your front door, be a, be that light that's that, God, right. that God has created you to be. Well, you you are doing the the acting, but I get the impression talking to you, knowing, you know what I've heard about your journey, that you're more excited about going and speaking to people about why he should be the most famous mm. individual in your own personal life, all of us, and you speak, and uh, you like that. It's to me, I feel like that's more important to you going out and speaking for Jesus and giving your testimony and trying to show people what he has for them, what he can do through them and with their life yielded to him. That's what seems to be, you know, propelling you forward with joy. You have a website that tells how people could get you to come and speak. And do you want to do that? I do. Absolutely. It's my website is lisaloyd.org. And you can find all kinds of information about me, clips about me, some of my commercials that I've done, um, some of the work I've done, but also how to, to um, have me come speak at your, at, at your event. So I, w- I, would love, I would love that. And it is a great joy of mine to get to speak because I love to share 
my story. I love to share what God's done. And I think it, it, um, I think when we're vulnerable, you know, vulnerability, I believe breeds vulnerability. And, and, and when someone lays, levels the playing field, people can breathe a little bit easier and they can, they can, um, realize that they're not alone in this world and they can, they can live for the glory of God. If someone hears you speak or they read Chasing Famous, what do you want them to take away from that encounter with you or with the book? What do you pray in your heart? What's your hope for them? I pray that their deep desire becomes to not compare themselves with everyone else that as they audition for life, to understand that God created them to be them and not someone else that God wants to use them for his glory, that, that they can be set free from their baggage of sin and shame and that God does want to use it and that God's given them talents for his glory. It's not for us. It's for him, you know, it's to, it's to bring, it's, it's to glorify God and it, and that every, and every little thing they do, it doesn't have to be the big stuff on the on stage stuff. Cause not everybody's going to be on stage, but they can, they can, they can glorify God in everything. You know, you mentioned in parenting in our, in our marriage, we can glorify God. Um, and in our obedience, despite the sacrifice, we can glorify God. I think that many of you right now are so much more special than you ever imagined. God, I pray you let people know that. Mm -hmm sensitive and I pray you bless Lisa and all she's doing and you bless everyone in this studio and everyone watching around the world, whoever they are, that they might see that they are precious in your sight and they are high impact people, potentially in Jesus name. Would you like to say thanks to Lisa for sharing and the book, Chasing Famous, it's in the bookstores. And uh, you can surely get it. Uh, Lisa, you know, I just made a reference to the greatness of people watching us. Mm-hmm. Well, you're gonna see a, a young lady that's very talented. And she lost her husband who was a swimmer, swimming. He dies swimming. But she's become a missionary, not only a talented musician, singer, and communicator. And she's gone to the ends of the earth for Jesus with us. Don't you listen to Jesus through her. And then, then listen to me, and I'm telling you, you're gonna to get to step up. And in the purest, truest sense of the word, make Jesus famous because he's gonna change everything for somebody because of you. Watch. They say that the sure sign of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. For Nayor, she has no choice but to repeat her steps, even when she knows those same steps cost the life of her baby girl. Now, as she draws water yet again from the same contaminated source, she hopes this time will be different that her older daughter won't fall ill and die the same terrible death as her baby girl. It's so hard for me to sit here and listen to her story and see such pain um, in her eyes. And it's so raw, it's so fresh. But the biggest thing 
is just hearing her say that all she needs is clean water and knowing that that could have changed everything for her. Like she's fully aware of what she needs, but she can't do anything about it. And I would love to be able to speak hope into her life and tell her that things are about to change. Indeed, change began that day as Naor prayed to receive Jesus as her Lord and Savior. Now her soul will never thirst again. And it's our prayer that, like so many others around the world, with your help, she will no longer thirst for clean drinking water for her family and village. Wow. Boy, 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 what a powerful, powerful story. Who, oh, true life. Um, the broken heart. And did you see where she said, if I wasn't so poor? <laughs> really, really money in her hands wouldn't have solved it. Um, she just needed a water well. Now, that's being drilled because of you. Somebody like you. And Betty, we have watched these precious people all over the world. And we can walk in with the love of God in our heart and express his love by what we do for them. And when you give people who are thirsty and they're drinking filthy, contaminated, disease-ridden water and you come in and give them clean water, you've just changed everything for them. And here's the deal. We're not too poor to give a cup of water. That's why Betty and I started praying years ago when we started and the wells were $3,600. We said, God, can we get a well, please, every time we have an opportunity and the request comes? And, and we, we asked God and he enabled us. And yes, I think it was supernatural, divine enablement because we were serious about it. And we've been able to do it. And there have been occasions or two when we drilled several wells. Uh, maybe I'd written a book and we got some kind of an advance. And I said, well, let's just drill wells. See, there, there's a way, and I know, I believe that's what you're praying. Betty, I believe every viewer is saying, I, I want to be an answer to her prayer for this other child and, and for the other children in that area. I believe you do too. And just as we watched that mother weep because she lost her precious little girl, her heart was crushed. I hope you can sense that along with her, that, that, that there's so many more mothers out there like her that haven't gotten the help they need yet. They know what the problem is. It's the contaminated water. They know that they shouldn't give it to their babies, but what are they gonna do? That's all the water that they have. Well, we can show them that there's a choice. There's a better choice and that's fresh, clean water. So I hope you will join with us and let's reach out and, and show them in our actions, the love of Jesus, just as she came to know the Lord. That is the final result. After we meet their need for thirst, physical thirst, then we're able to meet their need for the thirst of life, and that's Jesus in their lives. So please join with us. Boy, what an incredible outreach it is. Water for life and then the water of life. I believe in your heart right now there's a desire to give water. In just a moment, I'm going to ask you to go and get a bank card and use it like a check. Go online or dial the number and take that card and say, I want to make this gift. Now listen, if you could give a well $4,800, I believe you will. And I believe you'll ask God to let you keep doing that. And you'll pray others will join you. So if you can do it, do that. If you can give a part of a well, $1,200 and pray three join you, or $2,400 and pray another join you, we have a well. 
but most of the support comes from people giving $48, which basically breaks out to give 10 people water the rest of their life. Now, what an impact, that $48. 144, 30 people get water. There's a level at which you can help. We want to send you some of the most beautiful books as a gift. We have this in paperback and in hardback. These are the words of Jesus. This is a phenomenal book. I treasure it. I'm, I'm just going to read over and over his words. Condensed, contained here, and then the words of healing. I believe what we're going to send you is going to get down in your heart and be an incredible blessing. And of course, we have the beautiful Determined Eagle. That is an incredible art piece and collectible. We want to say thank you, but remember this, you're giving the greatest gift. You're giving them water for life, which we must have, clean water. And we're pointing them to the source of all life, the water of life. Would you please right now get that bank card, go online or dial that number and make the gift God put on your heart. Thank you so much for doing it. Every day, children living in extreme poverty are forced to make a dreadful choice. Drink polluted water filled with deadly disease or perhaps die of thirst. No child should ever be faced with this decision. The good news is there is a solution. Mission Water for Life is one of the most proven and viable demonstrations of God's love in the world today. Suffering can end because clean water changes everything. With your gift today, you can help drill 400 water wells in remote villages in 15 nations. A gift of $48 will provide disease-free water for 10 people, $72 will provide for 15 people, and $144 will help provide clean water straight from the ground for 30 people. Please also consider an additional gift of $100 to help provide three families with water filtration kits in emergency areas where our drilling rigs are unable to reach. As our thank you, we'll send you the books Words of Jesus and Words of Healing. One contains only the words of Jesus and the other scriptures for healing in your body, mind, and soul. With your $100 gift, you can receive both hardbound and softbound editions of these scripture promise books. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well. And you may request our beautiful hand-sculpted Determined Eagle Bronze. Please call, write, or make your gift online. Well, you know, I just believe with all my heart that the response is going to be great. If you ever dial the number and get a busy, it could be because many people are calling for prayer. That happens so often. The majority of calls are for prayer, not to help, but to be helped. But you call until you get through and you be determined. And please, let's give these water wells. We're drilling 400 of them this year but we do it together. Would you join Betty and me thanking uh, Lisa again for her book and her testimony, Chasing Famous. The book is in the bookstores. It'll be a blessing to you. You say, James, would you mind sending us a copy? You give a cup of water, ask for it, we'd be happy to send it to you. Thank you so much for watching. Thank all of you for being with us.
Let freedom ring around the world as America celebrates its heritage. Tomorrow on Life Today with Kevin and Sam Sorbo. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.